If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. One of those is not like the other. This is all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, I, a uh, little inside radio, forgot what we in the business call my IFB this morning. And so the uh, the ear the earbuds that we have, I sound like I am going to do two hours of sports betting radio in T Pain's voice box today. Or so that's what's happening in my ear. Everything that's coming out of my mouth is coming back as like as T Pain sitting on dubs the whole show. Why <laughs> not? Two hours. Why not? Now, baseball, <laughs> <laughs> baseball with John Legasa coming up. That'll be fun. John Legasa, by the way, who resides in New York in the state of New York. So we never get to talk awards with him because he can't bet them there, but he has, we, we sent him out to where he, ha, he has looked at him. He's going to give his opinion on what the best bets are on all the major awards in major league baseball, whether it's MVP, Cy Young rookie of the year. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No? Okay. Um, so we're going to do that with him. We're going to go through his. He's got about four different baseball plays today. Um, props among them of the four up and down the baseball schedule. Jason Weingarten will join us from under cloud of smoke in Southern California as well. And Vinny Maolio later on the show as well, as we conclude each and every Friday. Uh, and then, of course, a smattering. Can I call it a smattering? Is that a good word? Of NFL prop bets that Jeff has put together, which we'll, uh, we'll start with momentarily. I just want to say from uh, yesterday... Uh, went to Summer League last night, the late game between uh, the Pistons and the Blazers. Again, with the, with the preamble of you never want to overreact to Summer League. You never want to overreact to Summer League. But Jaden Ivey looking great last night for the uh, Pistons. They barely took him out of the game. And then Paolo Boncaro in the game before that against the Magic. Absolutely phenomenal. By the way, we are broadcasting live from Summer League each and every day on the edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and with Matt Humans, each and every day, 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern. Do I have the time correct on that? That would be uh, 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern. Correct. 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Okay, 4 yeah. Eastern, 1 Pacific, my bad. 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific for the Edge, broadcasting live from the Summer League. We have a setup there. Goulet was telling me I should uh, I should have done a hit last night, but here's what happened. I uh, my, my buddy Ray and his wife Heather and their 12-year-old, Will, uh, came with me to Summer League. Will was, he just couldn't wait to be up close and personal with NBA players. And sure enough, he spotted Dame Lillard from across the arena, worked up all his 12-year-old courage, 
got himself a selfie with Dame. Dame couldn't have been nicer. So Will is the envy of all his friends and all of his 600-plus TikTok followers today. Dame Lillard, and that's the beauty of Summer League. Again, for yes. those for those who, who are unfamiliar with it, up close and personal, you kind of, you know, if you're 52 as opposed to 12, you may not want to roll up on Dame Lillard like that. But uh, that's the kind of sort of up close and personal experience you can have. So, and it's super entertaining. These, these, I mean, these players are just phenomenal. Yes, Ivy, the likes of Ivy and Boncaro are not playing against the stiffest of competition here, you know, team-wide, opponent-wide, but certainly awesome to watch. And in some cases, may even be a betting opportunity or two for people. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't go too crazy on that. But definitely some rosters stacked more than others. You were talking the other day about how, you know, why are the Oklahoma, why is OKC, why is Josh Giddy playing for OKC? It's actually, a, I think, a pretty good strategy to, to, to anything you can do to give these kids confidence, if you can sort of stack the deck in your team's favor, I don't think that's a bad move. As opposed to, again, the reason that this, you know, I was looking at each and every roster from the beginning, as opposed to like a team like the Wizards, which looks like completely weak compared to every other team. We'll see if that manifests or not. You wonder if that could only have an adverse effect on these players moving forward. Just like that, by the way, uh, the Pistons apparently going to have Cunningham, Cade Cunningham playing, but he did not play last night, was not in the lineup. But anyway, Summer League, The Edge, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live from Summer League, Thomas and Mac down at UNLV, each and every day the rest of the way. This will go to July 17th, so it's a whole 10-day thing that just started uh, in earnest yesterday. Uh, the other thing that sort of came down while we were Ubering back from there was uh, my buddy Ray. Again, he goes, oh, do you hear about this? North Carolina State and Florida State and Virginia and Clemson, they're negotiating to be in the SEC. And I'm like, oh, my God, you can't turn your head without hearing another one of these college football stories. Again, no, no immediate betting implications. But Braden Keith from Swim Sam, sw- Swim Swam, you, you know him from Swim Swam, don't sure, you? Sure, why, why not? Braden Keith uh, broke this, apparently, where he says North Carolina. North Carolina, by the way, not North Carolina State. North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia all negotiating to join the SEC. ESPN trying to void their TV deal with the ACC. And then every college football reporter of any repute and we see this a lot with baseball national reporters, how they just go after each other. If somebody's trying to break something that isn't necessarily imminent, they all went after him in different ways that this is just not true. Well, the, the biggest issue with the whole thing, could those teams end up in a different conference? Of course. Yeah. But the last part of that is like, yeah, I don't think ESPN is going to want to void a television deal that might be the most favorable deal that they've ever had. Yeah. Doesn't sound doesn't sound, sound like right. that's uh, right. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, look, we talked about this. This was the thing we talked about with Chris Felica this week. On Monday, I said to him, you know, if you recall, I was like, what are the five best things that ESPN does to me? 30 for 30s, college game day, SVP's, you know, his, his one thought of the day. What is it called? Thought of the day. That's not what it's called, but you know. What oh, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. The my mind's going blank on what it is. Um, that's just great journalism every night. How he puts that together. Anything Malika does, and the other one. The one big thing for one SVP. big thing. Yes. Thank you. Anything Malika does, and then the the 150 year college football anniversary that ESPN put together, which wasn't really aired widely like some of the other things they do, but it was just this glowing love letter to the sport of college football. And it was just one of the most beautiful things that ESPN ever did. And as we see these teams just, you know, either heading over to other conferences that are non-traditional for them or flirting with it, 
You know, Kirk Herbstreit, we, we said he thinks there's going to be two major conferences with three divisions and like 50 teams in both. Or 50 teams total. 58 teams, he said, I believe he said, was the actual number he used. But I said to Felica, I go, this, this just cuts to the fabric of what makes this sport so great. And that sounds so corny, but college football is so interwoven with Americana. You just, as a part of you, that just, it just doesn't feel right. Will we get used to it? Yeah, we will. Because we get used to everything. But right now in the moment, it all feels just kind of icky, kind of off-putting. We do have some NFL props. By the way, tennis play of the day, the only one I had, and the only reason we didn't uh, put it up at the top, is that I took, and this was uh, not last night, but the night before, I took Novak Djokovic in straight sets against Cam, uh, Cam Norrie here in the semifinals at Wimbledon. It hasn't started yet, but I got it at minus 159. It's all the way up to minus 182 or something like that right now, so it's not really a price that I would play it. If you can find it anywhere close to minus 159, shop around, I would play Novak Djokovic straight sets over Cam Nori in what has been a not fun at all tournament for us as we have just gotten destroyed on the grass of, of center court and the rest of Wimbledon. So I, I have a question for you, Gil. Yes, With the withdrawal of Rafael, Rafael Nadal yesterday because yes. of the ab, the, the, the ab injury. And so goes our plus 725 future. So there goes future. that. What, what are you going to do? Yeah, do anything. They, Kyrgios in a Grand Slam final, potentially against Djokovic. Yeah. Assuming uh, Djokovic, who's, I think the last I saw was minus 1,600 to win today. Yeah. What is that price going to be like for a Djokovic and Kyrgios final? Djokovic will be a, a solid favorite. It won't be anywhere close to what it is here against Cam Nori. Um, but Nick Kyrgios is going to get some, some respect on that line. Not, not a whole bunch, but he will get some respect. Nick Kyrgios has phenomenal grass court numbers. He has a spectacular serve. Nick Kyrgios, on, the, on his best day, if he, kept, if, if he kept his head in it, could he beat Novak Djokovic? Absolutely, there's a scenario where that could happen. Is it likely? It's Novak. What are we talking about? But Kyrgios has all the talent in the world. Absolutely could. But Novak will be a prohibitive favorite. Nothing close to what he is uh, today. Want to squeeze in one of the NFL props that we didn't get to yesterday? Yeah, we can, we can talk real quick because this is not the most exciting of props, but it is something that is widely available, actually, in multiple books now. Uh, just the very classic, easy, most receiving yards on the season, Gil. Very, very simplistic, very easy here. We can, we can take this here on the screen, uh, uh, guys downstairs. Justin Jefferson, your betting favorite, along with Cooper Cup, both at 4-1. to one. Jamar Chase at six to one, Devontae Adams ten to one, Travis Kelsey at twelve to one, and then Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, and CeeDee Lamb all at fourteen to one. Everyone else north of that. Gil, the one that that stands out to me. How about Mike Evans at twenty to one? That would be the one that I would find a little bit interesting here with Evans at twenty to one. Evans, who was uh, oft hurt last year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, 4-1. to Now, last year, Cooper Cup finished with 1,947 yards rushing. 145 catches, too. Most, rece- most receptions, most receiving yardage. By the way, the most touchdowns. The receiving triple crown. Cooper Cup, last year, for the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. Is that enough to make you just say, hey, look, this is Cooper Cup's to win? I'm not sure I'd bet it at 4-1, to but it's him and sort of everybody else? Or you don't see it that way. It probably does work out that way. 
The one interesting thing I'm going to say with, with, with Jefferson at the top of the board there, Gil, what is that going to look like in Minnesota now with the McVeigh disciple and O'Connell as the head coach as opposed to the Zimmer era, which was basically stuck in the early 2000s? Does Justin Jefferson just have this monster year because he's now playing in a modern offense? So I, I would if you basically gave me Jefferson and Cup versus the field, if the price was good enough, I would consider taking that. But uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's, if it's Jefferson or Cup. I don't want him. Don't want him at four to one. Though. That's no, it's a little too short. No, for me. not betting it. We're running into a wall on this. But if you told me you must take a double digit play here, C.D. Lamb without Amari Cooper there, I know he'll get more attention from the defense. But fourteen to one—that's interesting anyway. But is this something I would bet? I would not. More NFL props, but John Legace on baseball next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This gentleman is kind enough to uh, come on the show every week. He lacks energy, though. Let me just warn you in advance. Ladies and gentlemen from the Mayo Media Network, it's John Legasa. How you doing, John? What me? Who me? Yeah, <laughs> reunited and it feels so good. Gil, what's up, my man? How you doing, man? Uh, at oh, ML- fantastic. At MLB Moving Average. That's A V G on uh, the Twitter machine as well for John. Uh, writes for the Athletic. I didn't want to sell him short with all the different things he does. Cork stats 
over at Mayo Media Network. All right, so I, I said this at the top of the show, John, it's great to see you, but you're in New York, and so you and I never, in all our appearances, one of the things that you and I never talk about is awards uh, in baseball because you don't get to bet on them, right? So it's like not really first and foremost on your radar. But, yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. It's, it's, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's just that I, if I can't bet it, it's very hard for me to recommend it. So there is kind of an integrity thing. I do have some opinions on them, though, you know. Well, we want to hear your opinions for those who can, because obviously these are available in most jurisdictions, most states. And let's just start with the biggest ones. American League Most Valuable Player. Aaron Judge, and I don't want to offend your Yankee sensibilities here, John. I don't want to get <laughs> off on the wrong foot with you. But Aaron Judge somehow <laughs> clutch your pearls. Aaron Judge somehow. Uh oh, Jeff Parles wants to step in. We have so. an update to this okay. that Judge Judge is now plus money. Okay, so that it's, makes it's sense. a little different. Plus plus one ten on Judge this morning. Because I was literally about to say Aaron Judge somehow minus one thirty, but he is plus one ten. He's still the short shot. Shohei. Uh, I would assume the rest of these numbers are correct then, Jeff. Are they similar? You can just you can update I, I'll them. I'll just for I'll us. just I'll just read them off Please. real quick. Shohei Otani now sitting as a smaller price than this this morning at plus 200. Jordan, the biggest cut down from what was yeah, earlier in the week. As he, he was 12 be. to 1 on Monday. He's now plus 650. Yep. And then everyone else is north of 10 to 1. Devers actually now, there you go, 11 to 1 on Rafael Devers this morning. Okay, and Trout drops to 14 to 1. Yeah, Trout fell out of it. And Byron Buxton, who never gets any respect, 80 to 1. What do you think here, man? Aaron, if you're voting, if John Legaza is voting on this right this moment, who is your AL MVP? Oh, if, if I'm voting, it, it's Shohei Otani, and I'm sorry, it's just not close. Aaron Judge, if it's any consolation, your picture is up in my son's nursery, if it means anything to you. Uh, I don't know if that's wonderful. That, yeah, that, that and 275 will get you on the bus here in New York. <laughs> that's what the bus costs. But, but listen, it's Otani because he's putting up two elite stat lines, and it's not even fair. I, it's probably a misprice, though. I'm not even sure I ever want to lock up money for multiple months at only 240, but he's my vote right now. He's your vote, which is a different yeah. question from handicapping the handicappers and trying yeah. to win a bet, right? Do you have yeah. a do you have a sense of what you think voters generally will who who they will vote for? What would be your gut instinct on that? I, I it's certainly Otani, and if not, I think the one B is Judge and. The odds reflect that. Since my approach is really price determinant, if I'm betting it, I have to fade that stuff because I'm certainly not putting money away on the right. shelf for multiple months on one minus 110. I would never recommend that. If you do that, I'm sorry. You know, there are multiple ways to skin the cat. It's just not how I get the job done. I can get that price today, this afternoon, and cash that ticket, you know, before dinner time. All right, we will I'd get... be looking at Jordan Alvarez, I think, yeah. is the value. Unfortunately, the move from 12 to 6, because this opinion I had a couple weeks ago, that he's really good shot for the MVP He's already there, and he has all the kind of intangibles because I think that matters, right? The reason that New Yorkers can't bet on it is because it's determined by vote. So I guess it has something to do with opinions, whatever. That's another conversation. But the fact is there are human and therefore subjective elements to it where I think market and allure, the younger kids might say swag, these things matter. So price plus talent is Jordan for me is the bet to make. Mark that down in the newsletter. Legacy just busted out swag, Jeff. Put that in the newsletter, if you would. All right, let's stick, stick in the AL. AL. 
was Cy Young. <laughs> Shane McClanahan, the short shot. I think most people are on board with that currently, that Shane McClanahan is the short shot, but he is not, uh, he is not a runaway short shot, that's for sure, uh, because he does have uh, a few behind him, including, as you pointed out before, Shohei. Shohei is 12 to 1, but there are a few others that are single digits. Justin Verlander is almost the same number as Shane McClanahan at a spot like BetMGM. McClanahan's plus 250. Justin Verlander's plus 275. Alec Manoa coming off a terrible start, 6 to 1. Garrett Cole, 8 to 1. What do you like there? Okay, I think right now the vote is probably for Sugar Shane. The problem maybe innings limitation down the stretch. Now, I don't generally like to project that stuff on organizations that are trying to win. That's the real caveat. The Rays are going to be involved in a race, but the Yankees so far away, are the Rays going to kind of slide into a playoff spot where they feel, well, if we're going to get it, we want him at 110% for that game. That could hurt McClanahan. So my bet is probably Garrett Cole. I'm I again futures pricing people. Please shop them around. I've looked at a few places. They're all going to be different, and they all oscillate all the time. And similar to what Gil said, jump on bad pitchers after a bad start. One start in July does not matter at all. You can get with Garrett Cole because he has shown the potential. Again, market talent, big contract. He's handsome, and we know he can rattle off twelve strikeout games five or six at a time. Again, human subjective element. Something I know I've heard you talk about boxing in the past before. Muhammad Ali used to talk about starting and ending rounds very strong because that leaves a strong impression on judging. And I think I'm going to kind of take that working theory and apply it here that when pitchers end strong, so if Cole goes seven innings, 12, eight innings, 13, seven innings, 12, all the way down the stretch and the Yankees run away with it, he could seem like a pretty obvious pick for Cy Young. I can't hang up my money on tight odds for pitchers. They, the injury risk is too high. Yeah, Robbie Ray, who won the AL Cy Young last year, was 100-1 to 1 right about this time of year last year. Keep that in mind. And the uh, stealing rounds, Sugar Ray Leonard, April 6, 1987, against Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Nothing of a better example than that. Um, okay, I want to get to the National League. Can we do the National League MVP here? And then I want to get to the NL Cy Young because something happened again last night that I think really is fascinating with NL Cy Young. But NL, NL MVP... Uh, in the National League, Paul Goldschmidt is the favorite, and he ought to be, right? Minus 110. Yes. Oh, he absolutely ought to be the favorite, and you ought to fade him if you're participating in this market. Now, I was really big on Pete Alonso to win the MVP prior to the season, so I'm already holding that ticket. Hard for me to average that far down, and I think I got 40 to 1 or something like that. My pick would probably be... Mookie Betts, I think, is my bet. I see 11 to 1. I've seen it range between 9 and a half to 13. Obviously, we would love the 13. He checks all the boxes with narrative, and he has cool videos online, throwing strikes, 300 games, dunking the basketball, that kind of stuff. Believe it or not, that might matter. And he's back and healthy, right? So I was a bit worried about the health. Mookie back, hit two home runs the other night. He's fine. We know he can carry again the best team in the National League, and these things matter. So you could see Mookie bets because he checks all the boxes. Again, he's a really good candidate at the odds for a bet. All right, let's go to let's go to NL Cy Young, and I want to highlight someone that we've been highlighting on this show for a while now, Tony Gonsolin of the LA Dodgers. Can we show that tweet if we could, uh, Jeff, on Tony Gonsolin? So, by the way, Ed L. Cy Young, Sandy Alcantara is plus 105, Corbin Burns plus 550. These per bet MGM, Joe Musgrove 8 to 1, and then the aforementioned Gonsolin 9 to 1. Everybody else 
uh, is double digits. But uh, this is a tweet. Uh, a tweet last night. I'll I'll call it up on the old uh, on the old phone here. But this is this is a tweet from Eric Steffen who said uh, who tweeted. Through four innings tonight, meaning last night, Tony Gonsolin has started 87 innings this season. 75 have been scoreless. He's, he's since amended that. It's actually not 75 of 87. It was 75 of 88. And then after that, he went three of four. So it is actually 78 of 91 for the season. 78 of, oh, no, pardon me, 78 of 92 on the season. Scoreless innings. And the key stat again, 11 and 0. And John, analytics community, rightfully so. Don't care about wins and losses, but it brings up the notion that if somebody did go, I don't know, throw out a number, 18-0, isn't he kind of automatically, I don't know about automatically, but doesn't he have to immediately shoot to the discussion at the top? Yes. The conversation, certainly. Because generally, to get to 18 and 0, there's going to be some other juicy stuff going on. We know he's been right. If he's not the ERA leader at 162, I'm looking at it. He's certainly right up there. My thing is, as good as Gonsolin is, I'd be kind of pumping the brakes and just be looking for some second half regression. And that doesn't mean he's going to be bad. I just think we'll see him kind of level out to more what the underpinning statistics would probably tell us. When you see a 375 Sierra, that's probably more the pitcher I think he is down the stretch. I think you're probably right, but we'll see. Who's your bet here then if you had to make one real quick? Um, it's it's probably Burns because I think he should be the favorite right now. Okay. Much. All right. John's plays of the day. He's got three of them next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. Don't forget about that. And of course, Summer League. Don't forget about that either. As we mentioned earlier, we are broadcasting live from NBA Summer League now through July 17th. Catch the Edge with JVT, Jonathan Montobel, and Matt Humans, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific from the NBA Summer League. Every weekday, we'll also have special guest exclusive content and live updates all throughout VEASAN shows. For more, follow us at VEASAN Live on Twitter and at VEASAN Live on YouTube. Again, great uh, atmosphere out there at Summer League. It is each and every year. And in the daytime, they they run the games concurrently, I believe, still. still they're doing that again. Cox, um, a door away from Thomas and Mac. So two games going on at the same time. You could sort of meander from one to the other. Just an awesome uh, atmosphere down there. And again, maybe your 12-year-old will get a selfie with Dame Lillard, as was the case last night, which was awesome to see. Uh, John Legasa joins us once again. Kind enough to hang out with us at MLB Moving AVG on Twitter. Mayo Media Network. Cork Stats is the name of the show. Writes for the Athletic. John, uh, how often you're you're doing you're doing your show once a day? Is that the uh, once every weekday? What's the meter on that? Yeah, right now it's every morning, crack of dawn, death taxes. And me waking up before the crack of dawn to bring the fastest show about baseball anywhere. Monday through Friday, it's about a half an hour. Betting, fantasy, and daily play, which kind of goes over into prop betting, which we're going to talk a little bit about, which I really feel like has been the greatest source of edge this year in baseball betting. You know, with all the push and pull you and I have spoke about, 
pricing, the timing of posts really has been at the center of books countering sharps like you and I trying to get up early and beat the line with CLV or via CLV, I should say. So it's been all about that total base prop. And I'm bringing the heat on my show. So check it out on YouTube, Mail Media Net. I think it's a lot of fun, you know, while we're learning. You got to have fun, too, to make it sustainable, I think. Well, Monday through Friday. Especially man. with baseball, man, you got to make it fun, yeah. right? Like, let's look. Exactly. Let's, yeah, man. Absolutely. I often describe it as building a sandcastle right on the shoreline. You do the best you can every day. Some of the times it has little flags and curtains. But guess what? Morning time, no matter how much effort. You restart and you gotta have that gorilla monsoon used to call it intestinal fortitude and you gotta go get it every single day, right? And sometimes we we lose. I know what happens. As good as my analysis is, I do lose sometimes, and you have to have that same kind of fervor and that joy and passion that you know I hope bleeds through in my analysis is why I think I'm so good at this. Because it, it has to be, or it doesn't work. I had no idea Gorilla Monsoon was the origin of that phrase. No idea. Oh, I don't know Learned if he is, but that's, that's as day. far back as I go. Man, <laughs> man, those smoky glasses and mustache really remind me of my dad, to be, be honest. <laughs> before, before we get to your three picks, which does include prop bets, uh, yep. real quick on Rookie of the Year, because I know you took a, a glance at this. So we won't be long on this. AL Rookie of the Year, Julio Rodriguez is now about $3, minus 300 for those who have a stomach for such things, right? Let's just say there's folks out there like, hey, value's value, I don't care. Isn't minus 300 still value on, in that particular market? I'm not saying run and do it for most, but if, if someone were inclined, to, like, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to put down minus 300 for the rest of the year, you're really betting against an injury, right? Yes, that's all you're, that's all you're, that's all you're betting on. Yeah. And I think that's what the line reflects. If we were talking about it ending today, it would be one of those joke props at minus 250,000 or whatever, you know, guarantee, capital G for guarantee. It's an absolute lock. If this keeps going, he could win the MVP. You know, we got to watch out, man. He's been that. I brought that up the other day. I was like, you know, yeah. He's been that good. He's been that good and leading off allows those extra plate appearances that somebody like Mookie Betts get. Don't forget, you know, over the course of a week, if you're tacking on an extra four or five plate appearances over 12 weeks, 60 plate appearances from an MVP, you know, could be a dozen ding-dongs in there. So that kind of stuff could really move the needle. The way J-Rod is running right now, it is out of this world. I actually have something on him. I don't know if you read it. It just came out in The Athletic this morning. He's my obvious second-half MVP. Okay. NL yeah. NL Rookie of the Year, because I want to get to your plays, but NL Rookie of the Year, uh, really a two-headed monster. Who do, who do you back here? Is Michael Harris the guy? Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, it's whether or not you feel like pitchers could win it, because – Right now, I think my vote might be for Spencer Strider on the Braves. And the fact that the odds are there, that would be where I put my chips. But if you feel pretty strongly about odds that are at least three to one or better, which these are, there's no reason you can't split that bet, right? We're not, we don't have to marry ourselves absolutely to these things. You could determine your own R, allotted risk, 
and work backwards, whether it be 65% Harris and 35% Strider to try and balance out the win. You know, something that I like to talk about all the time on my own show, adjusting your approach. Don't let other people tell you how to bet it. So maybe the answer is that why not both, Jeff? Yeah, and I shouldn't say two-head and monster because it's Michael Harris at 3-1. to one. It's Spencer Strider at plus 350. We don't want to leave out, of course, the Pirates' six foot seven shortstop O'Neill Cruz at plus 450. And uh, we do have Mackenzie Gore also in single digits in some spots. Um, I think I'm Michael Harris, but I, I, I don't know that I would bet that market, quite frankly. But if I did, it would probably be Harris. All right, three plays today. Let's get into it. Start wherever you'd like, sir. All right, let's, you know what, because we talked about the prop play, I have a pretty good detailed analysis and a nice lesson that hopefully whether or not this hits and people are mad, they'll have a nice feather stuck in the cap on the way out. So we're going to be going to Baltimore, the Blackbirds with orange vests, going up against Reed Detmers. I know he was excellent in his last minor league start. I'm less concerned with that. All of his major league earn run indicators are up near five, single digit K minus walk, cold strike plus with down near 25, and a foul ball rate over 20%. Now, that's one of those numbers that really matters that we see when pitchers make the move from AAA to the majors, which makes sense, right? Those pitches that were fooling younger, less experienced hitters now are not getting those strikeouts. And when contact is made, it's been pretty ugly. 45% fly ball, 42 hard hit, 10 barrel is what? About two home runs per nine, in particular against righties. They have a better than 350 Woba and have hit 11 home runs. He's hyper focusing on the fastball it has a 50 percent use rate against righties remember he's left-handed and it's not very good at 92 miles an hour so i'm looking at ryan mountcastle who i love last 40 plate appearances against lefties he is a 407 batting average a 370 iso and that's the lesson that i want to leave people with remember when you're betting total bases walks do not count so as much as i like ops Walks are incorporated into that and can hurt you. You want ISO, isolated slugging, which is a measure of extra base hits, right? Which means two at once. So 370 ISO in that span is a 37% extra base rate. If we are theoretically getting three at bats, there's the math why this should not be plus 105. And in particular, remember, 50% use on the fastball against left-handed fastballs year-to-date for Mountcastle. 63% hard hit rate, better than a 13-barrel and nearly 400 ex-Woba. So Mountcastle going to get those two extra bases, hopefully, in the first inning. And remember, lineup placement also. He should bat in the top third and get that extra PA for us later on in the game. Ryan Mountcastle, the official baseball player of primetime action here on the network. I can hear Matt Brown's voice in my ear screaming Mountcastle. Uh, every time we look up, that dude does something incredible. It's really amazing. Oh, wait, can, I, can, can I get some that same article that I mentioned? Just a little spoiler, but if you're interested in the more detailed work I do with graphs and stuff, Ryan Mountcastle is my not-so-obvious second-half fantasy MVP oh. for the— yeah, uh, I love. I think we are seeing the burgeoning of the next young superstar in Ryan Mountcastle. Hey, from your lips to God, as as my fellow Baltimore Orioles fans would say, that is uh, that that franchise needs positive news, and they're getting it so far this year. Yeah. All right, real quick, because we only have ninety seconds, we'll get these other two in. Brady Singer and Aaron Savali uh, taking on each other, Kansas City and the Guardians. You have a play on the Royals here. 
Yeah, this one's easy for me. Savali's been a gas can. He needs to work on the fastball. Singer's been very good, reducing walks, reducing hard hit rate. And the Raw's offense looks great, man. Italian breakfast all day. Bobby Witt looks great. The Guardians' offense has kind of been in the tank. They're really top-heavy without J-Ram hitting well. He got hit in the hand not long ago, and they've gone in the tank since. So I think KC at minus 115 for the money line is should be pretty easy for us. All right, and then you're going against Jeff's Mets. Uh, you're on the Marlins, but uh, hear him out. He'll tell you how to bet this. It's Pablo Lopez and Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett telling Major League Baseball, stop testing us for COVID. That's what he's in the news here in the last 24 hours. Well, how are you playing the Marlins here, John? Well, I won't be touching that last part with a 10-foot pole. Well, that's what I he said. I'm just reporting. Yeah. When I could get... When I saw Pablo Lopez, who I consider one of the best pitchers in the game, at plus 120 for the F5, I knew I wanted a piece of it, but I'm not going to be greedy. I'm going to take the half run, little bonus there. Bassett has had a trouble since that ball kind of changed. It's been a disaster for him from May when we had the change in offense. So give me the race to 15 outs in the Marlins. Pablo Lopez, minus 115 with the free half run. Okay, let's review those real quick. Mount Castle, uh, over one and a half total bases for the Birds. Um, Kansas City, full game, win. money line. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. We jump in, John. Yeah, Casey. Right, Casey to win and my and Miami to be tied through five in a race to 15 outs. That's right. <laughs> Sounds better when you say. I appreciate yeah, it. John Legace, everybody, at MLB Moving AVG. Thank you, John. Thank you. Talk to you soon. NFL next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no run first inning prop bet. On any Friday MLB game, and if only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $20. 
That's right. Simply place a single or parlay. No run first inning bet. No runs in the first. No problem. You win. If only one run is scored, get your wager back in free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Friday. Hope everybody's having a, uh, a good Friday morning and uh, we'll have a fine weekend. We're looking for National Football League bets of uh, repute. By the way, uh, Pete Futak, uh, who is going to join us to talk college football starting next week, our buddy Pete, who always talks college football with us. We were doing season wins with uh, Felica here the last few weeks. But uh, Pete's got thoughts on all kinds of things, obviously, betting and non-betting-wise in college football. But we want to just send him a shout-out. He apparently lived, lives like a few – a few. he said a three-wood away from where the shooting was in Highland Park, uh, Chicago, earlier uh, this, this week. And we just want to send our best to Pete's family. Uh, he said it was a very, obviously, hugely scary incident. said he was on his uh, balcony after when they, when they were in pursuit – of the uh, the alleged perpetrator of the horrible uh, murders that were committed, and uh, that they actually came down, drone came on Pete's face as a camera just to make sure he wasn't the suspect. So we'll talk to Pete about that next week as well, and get of course all his college football thoughts. But in the meantime, pro football thoughts, pro football thoughts, and so we just did most receiving yards, and we just sort of came up with, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, Jeff, that it's probably not something we would gravitate towards betting wise. Most receptions, and again, Cooper Cup is going to be the short shot here. Cooper Cup, who last year, for those who forgot, won the receiving triple crown. 145 receptions. 1,947 yards receiving and 16 touchdowns, which was five clear, five touchdowns. No, pardon me, Jamar Chase had 13. Three clear of everybody else in touchdowns. Cooper Cup setting records. He's plus 450 to have most receptions this year as well. That makes sense. Why wouldn't you expect him to get a bevy of receptions again this year? And then some of the usual suspects after that, Justin Jefferson, 6-1, to Stephon Diggs, and Devontae, along with Keenan Allen, all at 9-1. to Everybody else double digits. What do you like here, Jeffrey? The one thing that stood out was someone I would not bet. Why is Deontay Johnson as short as he is? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, and I know he's uber talented. Yeah. But you're dealing with a very poor quarterback situation in Pittsburgh right now. And Gil, the guy can't catch the ball half the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a very, it, it, of all the odds that stood out, I was surprised he was actually as short as he was. The only answer to that question, just to answer the question, is that he had 107 catches last year. All the things you're saying, correct. Different right. quarterback, I get it. But that's why he's there. Well, again, the, the one yeah. thing the one thing is, you Roethlisberger last year couldn't throw the ball further than about 10 yards in the air. So, <laughs> I think you're giving him a few it'll, yards. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see because you're dealing with either a rookie in Pickett or Trubisky. Will that offense look pretty similar even with no uh, – with no big de- big Ben there anymore. The one that I that stands out to me is Travis Kelsey at fourteen to one. Mm. Because if you're Kansas, if you're just handicapping this, 
you're just hoping that Kansas City early in the year ends up in a situation where it's a force feed almost to him because Mahomes is learning his other new receivers. Of course, obviously Hill's not there anymore. So Kelsey at 14 to one is the one that I gravitated towards the, at first. The interesting one down the board that's not listed here because he's longer odds. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, 25 to one is interesting. The one problem that he will have to win this is that him and Waddle very easily could end up splitting. And that would obviously hurt both of them in this market. Hunter Renfro at 25 to one is also interesting. Because we know how much Carr throws to him. We we don't exactly know what the offense is going to look like in in Vegas this year. And, of course, Devontae Adams is there. But you could end up in a scenario where Adams puts up huge numbers, but Renfo actually has more catches. So that's an interesting one as well, even though I'd probably like about 30 to 1 on that as opposed to 25. And he's got 13 homers for the Brewers. Not bad, right? Oh, different on the right. Yeah. I want to go back to the Tyreek Hill thing for a Please. second. Because Ty- Tyreek Hill last year, with the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, and Patrick Mahomes, caught 111 passes, obviously with Travis Kelsey catching 92 as well. So as Todd Wright liked, liked to say through the years when he was talking fantasy with us, some of these games are Hill games, some of these games are Kelsey games, but they get theirs eventually with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. The notion that Devontae Adams going from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr is still considered to be, hey, he's still the man, 9-1, to one, right? He's right in the mix there for most receptions. We're just talking about receptions now. But that Tyreek, who did, Tyreek, you know, in your mind's eye, you're like, oh, home run hitter. Yeah, but he caught 111 passes. The notion that he's not even on this board at all is more of a, market is more of a reflection of market sentiment of Tua than anything. And the notion that Jalen Waddles 21, and I don't, I don't buy the split thing because he had to split in Kansas city. I get it. Travis Kelsey's not a wideout, but he still had to split there too. And he's not like a Tyreek is not a, it's not thought of as a possession receiver, but get 111 catches. So what your ba- what this market is basically saying to me is, Hey, um, We'll believe the two of Miami thing when we see it, at least through this lens. Well, and I also think that the market is playing that tight that they're viewing Waddle as the guy who's going to catch the short passes in Miami as opposed to Hill, which I don't I don't agree with that at all. I, again, I think I, I I'll go back to what yeah. I think on the split. I it wouldn't shock me if both of those guys end up in the 90s with catches, and then neither of them would win this market. I, th- I think you're right, though. If there's a bet, it's probably Kelsey. Probably the, seems to again, make I, seems to make the most uh, the most sense of any of these. Although you know, and just in terms of a long shot, obviously Cooper Cup makes the most sense, and it does. You do understand why Justin Jefferson is up there. He had 108 last year. Um, Stephon Diggs, who led the league in receptions, I believe, the year before, right? He had 103 last year. So the usual suspects up at top. But Travis Kelsey, 14 to one. If I'm forced to make a bet, maybe I make that bet. There are some really just ugly-looking numbers in this, by the way. But, again, here's the thing with all of this stuff. These aren't available to us here in Nevada. They're available in many, many jurisdictions. This one, This one, most jurisdictions. This one, courtesy DraftKings. Um, you don't have to bet everything. 
And I don't think either receiving yards or receptions is what I bet. We had others earlier in the week or in the last couple weeks, specifically like coach of the year. I would totally be taking shots at that at 20 to ones and 30 to ones. Co- this, co- I'm not living through this. Bet. Coach of the year and the individual player interceptions thrown market. Those are your favorites. Were so the far. two that I, through this week, thought, all right. Those were very bettable right now. Coach of the year to me was by far the most bettable. Well, again, the coach of the year one was so fascinating just because of, again, shop around. Because you brought this up to me when we talked about it last week where a book in town here has Sean McDermott as the co-favorite. Yeah. And then BetMGM doesn't even have him in the top 12. Yeah. So it's just one of those where if you have conviction on someone, make sure you shop around, get the right price. And this goes for every market when they're available in multiple books. But Coach of the Year was pretty wild. That was the wildest I can remember. You want to slip in one here or you want to wait? We we can hold off on it because this one, it involves your Washington commanders. Oh, that's always exciting. So The biggest thing, again, with all of these, though, right? Like, so one of the things, one of the many phrases that we sort of popularize sports betting-wise here on this show through the years is bets against human achievement. Right, so not not in the ones where you're just talking about a player to win a certain category, but when you're talking about over unders with counting stats, whether it's receiving yards, uh, individual receiving yards, individual rushing yards, um, bets against human achievement are really what your instinct ought to be. Not that some won't go over, but you're betting against things like injury. And again, I get that phrase from the old tale. Uh, when Chief Justice Earl Warren, who presided over so much of our civil rights legislation in this country in the 1960s, was taking a train between New York and D.C., and a young lawyer looked over at him and noticed that he got the copy of the Washington Post, and instead of reading the front page of the news, which he would have expected, he went right to the sports section. And the young lawyer worked up his courage and said to Chief Justice Warren, uh, Chief Justice, I couldn't help but notice that you went to the sports section before you read the main news page. Why do you do that? And Chief Justice said, because I like to read about human achievement before I read about human sorrow. And that's where the expression that we use here on this show as applied to sports betting, betting against human achievement uh, with going unders generally is the way to go in sports betting, especially with these season longs when you're betting against injuries and everything gelling offensively. So just keep that in mind as a macro statement. More NFL, but Jason Weingarten on the other side. Numbers game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 